the dignity, daring, and devotion of the American military is unrivaled anywhere in history and any place in the world. Every time we sing our anthem, every time its rousing chorus swells our hearts with pride, we renew the eternal bonds of loyalty to our fallen heroes. We think of the soldiers who spend their final heroic moments on distant battlefields to keep us safe at home. We remember the young Americans who never got the chance to grow old, but whose legacy will outlive us all. Americans gave their lives to carry that flag through piercing waves, blazing fires, sweltering deserts, and storms of bullets and shrapnel. We stand with you today and all days to come, remembering and grieving for America's greatest heroes. In spirit and strength, in loyalty and love, in character and courage, they were larger than life itself. They were angels sent from above, and they are now rejoined with God in the glorious kingdom of heaven. Wherever the stars and stripes fly, at our schools, our churches, town halls, firehouses, and national monuments, the names of these fallen warriors will be woven into its threads. For as long as we have citizens willing to follow their example, to carry on their burden, to continue their legacy, that America's cause will never fail, and American freedom will never, ever die. And with God as our witness, we solemnly vow this majestic flag will proudly fly forever. God bless our military. God bless the memory of the fallen. God bless our Gold Star families. And God bless America. In 30 more seconds. We oh. are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, my fellow domestic terrorists, to another episode of We the People Radio. We got a, a very, very special guest today. I'm very excited to have this guy on. Uh, an absolute Chad, an alpha male. Uh, my man, GOP Josh, the host of the Conservative Crusader. Welcome, man. Thanks for coming on, dude. 
Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You know, alpha male time is very valuable, so I appreciate spending plenty of time with you alpha males tonight. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad we were able to uh, grab you even for just a couple of minutes. The busiest 16 year old kid I've ever I've ever <laughs> met. We were just talking pre show and he was telling us all the things he's got going on. This kid's an absolute savage. Before we get uh, into the hot topic that I'm sure everybody's tuning in to hear about. Uh, just tell a little, our audience a little bit about uh, yourself, how you how you got into this movement at such a young age. Uh, in, as a Gen Zer, there's not many people uh, your age that you see as politically motivated and involved in the conversation and involved in the in, actually taking action. What's supposed to be done uh, at your age? So how how did that all get started? Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me again. My name is GOP Josh. For those who don't know me, I'm a 16-year-old conservative commentator from the state of Ohio. I host the Conservative Crusader podcast on the Red Future Radio Network, and I started when I was 14 years old under the alias Conservative Josh. I think GOP Josh rolls off the tongue a little better. MAGA Josh are probably even better, but, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, but I started this as an attempt to try to learn more about politics. I started as kind of like an investigation sort of podcast when I was 14 years old reading more into political topics because I've always been kind of motivated. I've always enjoyed watching Trump speak. I'm a, I'm a Trump fan since 2016. Here's my original bobblehead that I still have to this day. His arm's gone, but we still have it. Um, keep it <laughs> on the desk it. every day. I have my first MAGA hat still. Um, but I started it kind of trying to get more involved and understanding more about politics. Um, that was in January of 2020. By uh, July, I was volunteering for the Trump campaign. And by August, I was an intern with the Trump campaign on grassroots operations. After that, I just kept doing the podcast, kept getting involved, volunteered for other candidates here in Ohio, and then kind of picked up with the Red Future Radio Network last year with a great friend of mine, Samuel McGuire. And we started that as sort of a Generation Z uh, voice and a platform for Generation Z to create their shows and young millennials as well, to create their shows and create their voice and actually say what matters and say what speak their mind, uh, primarily on Ohio politics, but also nationwide and even sports at this point. Um, and I got into this um this whole movement, and I, I didn't mean to join the movement. I, I wasn't trying to scout out trying to join the political movement. I was trying to get more involved, and I realized that I was a MAGA guy, right? I supported Donald Trump, but as I think many people my age do, and they're kind of afraid to say it, um, and, and I really? just started trying to research. Yeah, I, I do, and we'll get into that as well. Um, there's a new study out, by the way. Generation Z, the majority of Generation Z men are Republican and conservative. They just don't vote, which is a, a, a problem in and of itself. Yep. Um, well, we don't. Uh, we're not I liberals just, here. We don't want sixteen-year-olds voting. Uh, true, I agree. But like, eighteen to twenty-five-year-olds are Gen Z at this point too, and they're also true. not voting very well. So many big numbers aren't voting. So many young people aren't voting, and that's the where like people like you come in, Josh. What you do what you do, and other Gen Zers like having to to start grassroots movements to get young people interested in voting. Like, hey, conservatism is is uh, is cool. We can't let it die out with the boomers and you know and then the 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 gen xers you know it's 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 important like everything that things like you and others do and those people that aren't voting like i'm sure you have ideas and things being that age bracket on how to get you know more people involved but it's important nonetheless it is important, and I think using social media as more of an aspect because traditional grassroots operations are knocking doors, making phone calls. If you're not doing that, you're not considered a volunteer. You're not considering doing anything for the movement or doing anything for the party or the cause, and mm -hmm. I think that's really a shame at this point. I mean how many Generation Z members are going to open their front door to some random door-to-door -door salesman? Right, holding political literature. They'll see the flyer. They'll throw it away maybe use it to start a fire. Right, They're not going to take it seriously. 
And I think the the whole platform that we're using is just using Facebook. We're just tied to Facebook as a party. It's a terrible idea. Um, Twitter operations are very lackluster. I don't think we should be as a party on TikTok, but I don't think we should be discouraging the use while it's still uh, unbanned for those staying safe, like not having it on their phone, things like that. Just yeah. use the web browser on a, on a uh, VPN to upload content and conservative values there. But other than that, I mean, there's really not much we can do. We have to capitalize on social media. The left has it capitalized crazy with their paid spokespersons. Uh, Harry Sisson, who said he doesn't like Democrats, but he'll vote for them anyway. Um, who's that other kid that, that we're all together? Um, they have them capitalized. Oh, yeah. They have yep. them paid. And, and and Harry's been on TikTok for three years now, posting under typical Democrat is his name before he went unanonymized. Um and now he's being paid a lot of money to do it. We're not doing a similar operation, and we're not winning the the vote because of it. I think that that's a, a huge factor in what's going on. We're not able to reach the the younger generations and uh, use social media the way that the liberal Democrats and the establishment have been able to use for a little while now. Like they've been bringing in these influencers to the White House to have full blown meetings uh, and and paying them, and you know. It's very difficult to put myself in your shoes at your age. And when you say that 16 year, you know, kids your age are, are more Republican and they're, they're very quiet about it. That actually surprises me because usually it's the opposite. Usually at, at your age, um, you know, even growing up in my generation, I'm sure Alan, you saw, you saw the same thing. You're more liberal as a, as a kid. Cause you're not paying bills. You're not being taxed. Uh, you, you're not really understanding the real world yet. Uh, and then as you get older and big daddy government knocks on your door and says, Hey, pay me money. Uh, you're like, wait a second, wait a second. This is not right. Uh, I guess, I guess I am conservative. Um, and it's very interesting to me that kids your age are, you think are more conservative and Republican more than ever. Uh, can you elaborate on that? Well, more than ever in the in the age demographic, I'm not saying more than any other generation. I think the people during the baby boomers were primarily conservative outside of the hippies, of course. Um, but we have a, a, a movement here and we, a values, and it's 18 to 25 year olds that were polled in the in the survey I'm referencing that I'm I'm missing now. I saw it earlier today, um, but it showed that conservative men in particular, not women, but men, not not girls, but men. Um, and if you can keep the line separated, and if you can't keep the line, se- right, line separated, you are on the on the right at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but they Definitely. are more conservative. I mean, these, these are the people that are voting. They're the people that are being taken advantage of by the left primarily because it's always been the generation, the youngest generation are, are left wingers. And they've seen how they've been taken advantage of and they're not liking it. And that's how I, I, I kind of started. I, I wasn't paying taxes when I was young, but I've always kind of followed, you know, money and things like that and just always watched the news. I, I was the guy that watched the, woke up at seven o'clock in the morning to watch the news, right? That, that was me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still do. But, um, and they're seeing what's going on. They're seeing the disastrous rollout in Afghanistan. A lot of young men these days, and I know a lot of I, – I hope you guys aren't in schools at this point. But the people in schools are, are overwhelmingly patriotic. Every time a Washington, D.C. field trip goes to Washington – or an eighth-grade field trip goes to Washington, D.C., they sell out of those MAGA hat bucket hats that every, every kid seems to be wearing. Um, and it's just overall a pro-Trump wow. more than it is conservatism when you really think about it because it, it's more populism. It's more conservative populism over conservative neoconservatism. Uh, they don't want to get into endless wars, right? The ROTC movements are, are bigger than ever. They don't want to get into endless wars and just just ruin everything. Do you, you know, think? Oh, Go ahead, funny, the, the narratives that they try to spin, like a, a few of the DeSantis influencers on there, where I think just the other day, uh, one of them was like, 
nobody under the age of 45 is voting for Donald Trump. Literally, that was the tweet. And this is someone who's labeled as, I'd like, not a contributor to the campaign, the DeSantis campaign, but an investor of the DeSantis campaign. And they're now- That John Cardillo or whatever his name is? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say his name because I don't call him by his real name. I call him a very appropriate name. Very inappropriate, very inappropriate name. I'll, you sh- I'll, I'm I'll, sure you've seen it on 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 yeah. Twitter quite a few very times. Very appropriate name. Very, very, very. It is very appropriate. You're right. But like, and which not to get on a tangent, but literally his his uh, uh pass to the event where DeSantis uh, launched on that space at the Four Seasons Hotel said John Cardillo investor. So I'm a business guy. I've, I've made some investments. I've invested in some businesses. So when you invest in something, you want to return on investment. You expect something back. Yeah, they're stretching the definition. How are you investing into a campaign? What is John Cardillo and anyone else that it says investor to the DeSantis campaign? What are they expecting back? What are they getting back? Might be time to follow some money, especially his, because he's got so, some dark laundry. Can I, can I interrupt here? Yeah, I think they're stretching the definition of investor to make it look better because this is a terminally online campaign. Only people on Twitter support DeSantis. You're not going to go out into real America and find a supporter of Ron DeSantis at this point in the campaign, right? And maybe that'll change. I severely doubt it will. Where's the he's (laughs) right, right? He's in they're investing their name, right? He's putting his name on the line for Ron DeSantis. And if if Ron DeSantis Mm -hmm. wins, he's been out there for three years pushing him to run. Or not three years. We saw what he said three years ago at Ron DeSantis, but you know what I'm getting right. at. Um, he has his name there, and okay, he's a he's a great political expert now. And if he loses, and Ron DeSantis loses, as he will, his investment's gone. I, I don't enough. think they're considering it money investments. They don't need John Cardillo's money. They have the Bush's money. They have the Paul Ryan money. They have the Fox News money. They the don't Carl need Rose. John Cardillo, right? Exactly. Yes. They, they don't need uh, John Cardillo. They are inve- he's investing his name, not investing his money. Well, I, I do know. A little beyond that, that John Cardillo does have access to big money through other avenues, and uh, he is pumping money into the DeSantis campaign. He's not a billionaire contributor, but you know there are even some text messages around where he was trying to uh, settle uh, something uh, civilly over over text messages, saying, "Listen, I, I might be able to p- put this away for five or ten million dollars." Like he is an That's operator. Surprising. Yeah, he is an operator. Yep. Uh, I scanned the Ukrainian government out of uh, $200,000 for body armor or something like that that never got delivered. But whatever, ne- neither here nor there. He's a, he's a clown. Well, when you search his name on FEC.gov, the only official investment or donations from anyone named John Cordello have been to act blue in Obama. Right. So I don't know if this is the same guy, and it might not be, and I'm not trying to make accusations. Yeah. But I am saying that if he is using his money, he's not using it for good causes at this up to this point. And, and, and who's, con- who's convincing him to donate to DeSantis now? Right, and and not under his name, you know. Right, so it's, right. it's it's quite interesting. Which, the, whole, the whole the whole DeSantis <laughs> the whole DeSantis team is is just uh, uh, tied into weird things. I mean, uh, might as well just segue into it, and then James, go for it. But like you know, you, your good friend Christina Pasha, you know, great friend over there. Oh. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> your best buddy there, Josh. You're yeah, you're I making a lot of a lot of a lot of good friends on on Twitter there, my friend. I know I'm I'm a very popular guy. Um, I just, I um, I don't I didn't say a lie. I'm gonna say it first. If you want to see what I said, it's on my Twitter page, and I'm not trying to promo, but I I mentioned her Botox treatments, right? And, I, and it, her cheeks are about like that, right? You know, she's got 
that going on. Uh, and no wrinkles whatsoever. She's 32 years old, and I showed someone a picture. She's 56 after Botox. Right. She, wait, I mean, she's I'm, only 32? She's younger yeah, she's than me? years old. Yeah. Jeez, I thought she was in her 40s, at least. Yeah, and then she asked me what my mom thinks time. about... Oh, yeah, it has not. She, she needs to pay whoever did Adam Schiff's. Because I was in an argument. What was her name? Evie something from Fox News. And she's like, oh, yeah. you shouldn't talk about Botox treatments. And then she tweeted about Botox treatments for Adam Schiff. So okay. whoever did Adam Schiff's did a better job than Christina uh, Pushall's. But I didn't tweet anything incorrectly. I didn't tweet a lie. She has had Botox treatments. And she, she got mad at me. She's like, well, he's making an embarrassment of himself. You're spending a 16, you're spending a campaign's resources time arguing against me, a 16 year old from Ohio, with uh, one vote. I don't have money. I don't have power. I have one vote, like everyone else does in America in the 2024 primary. And there she is arguing with me, the, the belittling GOP voters, uh, which I think is an interesting take and an interesting strategy to, to win the primary. Very. You know, her title is Rapid Response Coordinator or something like that. And the only thing she does rapidly is block and she tweets and she blocks any account that goes against her narrative or just is is not in support of DeSantis. So that, I guess, is her in her job. And then she went off today on Obama Trump voters and talking about how Obama Trump voters aren't welcoming the the DeSantis movement. Did you see that part? No, I did not. Uh, She has me blocked, so I can't see it. Okay. Well, she tweeted about uh, what was his name, like MAGA Catholic or something that was on Twitter, some, oh, some yeah. non-account. And she's like, well, Obama Trump voters don't have a place in the movement because they're not actually conservative. They don't have stake in the game. I'm like, we would have lost had we not have Obama Trump voters, obviously, because we lost in 20, 2008, 2012, nominating candidates just like Ron DeSantis. James is she's an Obama going out Trump there. voter. Yeah, I'm an Obama You're Trump right? voter. I yeah. voted for Obama. In two- My first ever election was in 2008. I was uh, freshly 18 years old. And uh, I couldn't vote for John McCain. And I originally wanted to vote for Ron Paul. And my parents talked me out of it. They're like, James, it's your first time voting. Yeah, it's your first time voting. You, you, you got it. Your vote won't count if you vote for somebody like Ron, uh, Ron Paul. It's going to be a waste of a vote. So I was like, you know what? The establishment would never allow a black guy to get in. So I'm going to vote for Bar- Barack Obama because I knew John McCain was an establishment cuck. And I, and I hated the Bushes. I was so against the Republican Party because of what we just had with the Bush, the Bush family. Uh, that establishment family. So I was like, you know what? Let's give it a shot. Very quickly, I realized that it was definitely not, definitely uh, not what <laughs> not I what I <laughs> took a took a wild shot on, um, and never again, never again. Uh, but I'm I, just like you, just like you. This is actually my first election that I'm eligible to vote again uh, since yes, yeah, since twenty since twenty twelve. Well, congratulations! Yeah, I'm. I'm but, but in don't the voting class. Push all because she's going to say you're you're a rhino and you're you're an anti-Trump or anti-DeSantis Republican and you and you you hate conservative values because you voted for Obama when you were 18 years old. Yep, um, I, well, I would have voted for Trump in 16, but I couldn't legally vote. Right. Uh, right. So and, and she she she's just a she's a joke, and I, I really don't understand how she's still in her job. And I'm not saying this, and people say, well, you're 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 running to your age when she gets mad at you. No. I'm just, I'm being honest. I'm 16 years old. She's spending her time attacking me. And I, first of all, I think I won the argument, but she's spending yeah, her time 100%. attacking me on, on Twitter. And, and I think it's an embarrassment to a campaign. And I wasn't trying to use it as a way to assault, insult her, uh, her personally. Look back at the Trump tactics with, with little Marco and Lion Ted. They were personal attacks before they go into the actual substance. Just like she was funded by the Warsaw Security Forum when she worked there, funded mm-hmm. by Open Secrets, or not Open, uh, open Societies. Open uh, Society Foundations. Yep. Funded by George Soros. 
Yep. She has. Well, that's his, no, it's his foundation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well I mean, recall, maybe... you, you were called Josh. I forgot who's called you a liar on Twitter. When you Max said, Nor, 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 Max, what was his last oh, name? Oh, Max fake Nor, last name? Nordo, Vax Nordo yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, Vax, Nordo, Vax Nordo. He got. He. I don't know. He might have blocked me because he. He has in his bio, muscular Jew, and I. Yeah. I I asked him, I said, is there a such thing as a muscular Jew? He didn't like that too much. Probably not. Something on the space. I asked him, I said, are you paid for by Ron DeSantis? He said, no. I said, so you're doing all this embarrassing stuff for free? Yeah. I asked how old he was, and he said he's 150 years old. So I I don't know how serious of a guy he is. I think he's actually a plant to embarrass the DeSantis campaign, but he's not doing a good job because people take him way too seriously. It's amazing how people will take an anonymous account with no picture, no real name, no substance in their bio, and some of these then they'll, pages, then they'll attack looks. By the way, yeah. Well, listen. You know what? I, uh, uh, looks and, of a sixteen-year-old kid, which is which is the, this right. whole thing. The and, fact and, that and, this whole thing is surrounded around a a, a group of adults who are running a presidential campaign. And a sixteen-year-old kid, like I've this is what this whole argument, sort of, like everything else, yeah. every literally everything else is meaningless. Like it doesn't even matter what the argument is about. The fact <laughs> that they're wasting time and resources to have an argument with you, which nothing against you, Josh. In my opinion, you have uh, unbelievable takes. You're doing such great work, uh, regardless you. of your age or not. Uh, you, you're doing amazing work, but at the same time. This is what a presidential campaign is wasting their time, energy, and resources on instead of focusing on what really matters when our country is literally falling apart. It'd be one thing if our country was fucking awesome, we're, we're, we're crushing, everything is great, and we got really nothing better to do, and let's just, you know, even still, we're arguing with a 16-year-old kid, but, like, right. our but country's falling apart right in front of our faces. Like, everything is collapsing. Society, our economy... Our four, uh, we're about to get and enter World War Three. There's threats on our power grid. Like all of these things are going on, and this is what Christina Pushaw yeah. is worried about. Josh, I want to. And ask after you. the story came, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say after the story came out, uh, Jebba Ellis. Uh, oh Jebba. Me. Oh Jebba. She didn't say my name, but she said they've been preparing for three years on how to take down Ron DeSantis, and Christina Pushaw is taking down their minions one by one. Yeah, like, it's, I, I'm stronger than ever. I just I'm, I'm just, I might hit 11k on the show tonight on Twitter. So you might wait. I, wait I, a I, second. I so you because I remember I remember when you were saying like I'm I'm not far from 7k, and then all of a sudden I looked. You were at like eight. I was like, geez, this guy just blew up because of this entire controversy with this idiot Christy. Like, oh, the the DeSantis camp is really strong and powerful. Meanwhile, everybody's going and backing up GOP Josh and calling him a big pen of stud. You have to be careful because literally, and when I when I went through the timeline and everything, and that's how I lost my account. 22,000 followers, and then I looked and, and 12 hours before that, it was the, it was an all-out assault on me in a um uh, was it Caroline Levitt's uh uh feed from DeSantis accounts and they all mass reported me. They went back and they, they found an old post about, you know, treason and hanging and whatever it was. And they, they ultimately got me the account suspended, lost both, both appeals. And now I'm, you know, starting over again. And hashtag Alan Jacoby did nothing who wrong. Who knows if they'll so even, true. who, who even knows if, if I'll lose this one, because technically you're not supposed to have an account once they suspend you, but whatever. So I wanted to ask you a question though, because when this was all going on, all of these these uh, goings back and forth, or Christina Pasha, Jebba Ellis, and all these others—I mean, big names that are literally 
Jebba Ellis has almost a million followers. Yeah, like, literally going yeah, and, and she's, she's sub, she won't say my name, but she's subtweeting me. Just, just look at the tweets. Yeah, yes. Oh, I, no, and, I and see it. I, mean. I see old Jebba. So she's, she's going after 16-year-old GOP Josh. And, you know, you're not a typical 16-year-old. I mean. No, yeah, not at all. Not by any means. So You're a savage. But, you're an but, absolute savage. But now, when you're on Twitter and you're, because you're heavily engaged in political conversation, you do, a, you know, a political commentary show, you're, you're, you're in it. You're, you're, you're knee deep in it. Do you at all ever, do you read or, cause the people were, I mean, they were going after you. I was getting aggravated, really pissed off on how people were going. We're talking about adults. And like James said, people that are pro DeSantis and that are either doing things for the campaign or just so invested in going after people pro Trump. Do you go no. into the comments and ever, ever, does it ever get to you? Are you, are you no. reading the comments of people going after you? And if you do, Alan, do you see it, this kid? Come on. I mean, it's a legitimate question. No, I, I know it's a Chad. I know people and, and Joe Rogan says it. Joe Rogan will not look at any of the comments on his post anymore because emotionally he cannot take it. No, I, I read the replies. I read every reply um, that I can. I search, I name search myself. I seek it out. It's hilarious to me. I'm going to be honest. People, People just going out and be like, GOP Josh is a 16-year-old, and he's ugly, and he's bad at politics, and he likes Trump. Like, and that's hilarious to me. I laugh yeah. at it. Yeah. I'll be sitting, I'll be sitting, uh, just sitting somewhere like, why are you laughing? I'm like, oh, someone's talking about me on Twitter again. You know, I'm just <laughs> Someone's hilarious. worried about I was, what I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. And I'm just a self-important kind of kid here. But, you know, you know whatever they say. You're doing God's do, work, I, kid. Thank you. And I, you I, really I think are. it's hilarious to answer, to answer your question. I read every reply. I try to follow everyone back. And it's hilarious to me when, when people are like Ron Filipowski or whatever his name is. Oh the, yeah. My Medias touch a guy. He, he subtweets me like three times a week. And it's just, yeah. it's hilarious to see. I, I, I love going through his replies, especially because they're the same high minded people over and over again. It's, it's great to see. You live rent free in their heads, dude. You literally so live rent free. A 16 year old kid is aggravating these grown ass adults who have been in this in this career, this field for uh, decades in some cases, uh, and you're just getting started, getting your feet wet, and you're absolutely destroying all of them on a very public stage. And we, and we all see it, dude. And we're all behind you 100. percent I gotta, I gotta Thank ask you. your 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 parents must be insanely proud of you and and the work that you do and the commitment that you have. Weren't the biggest fan of the Christina Pushall tweet when it first came out. I'm saying the whole of your work. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, your fans. Think, what you were doing. Look at all of the followers I got. I know. Look, look, at, look at how much this paid off. <laughs> I, did, yeah, you, did, you, did you did you did you say look ma she looks like she went to her doctor and asked for a dolphin plasty she literally had ass cheeks sewn onto her face i mean look at it i had to call it out i had to call it out she look that's what it looks like but besides besides this this whole controversy the whole of your work your show uh getting involved in in, in volunteering and political campaigns like most kids your age aren't into that stuff they're right they're you know they're into you know partying and hanging out and getting drunk and figuring out what drugs they like and all these crazy things that kids shouldn't be getting into and you're over here fighting to save this country and it's it's truly a, 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 it's admirable but it's, uh, i have so much respect for you because there's so many temptations at your age i re- i just look back to when i was 16 and all the things that were going on and what i was into and what i was trying to do and i was into conspiracies and i was into all of the the dark stuff that's going on in the government, but it was things like I couldn't talk talk to people about those things, let alone be on such a public stage that you are you're on right now and uh, be so focused on it. 
Well, it, it's really fun, and like I think most things with with parents and, and figures like that, they're like, "Oh, very cool, you're you're getting into politics." And then it was pretty much like that until a week ago, when I was you know doing a show, you know, not getting very many views, and then I got a I, I made that alpha tweet, which just blew up crazy, and I'm like, "Oh, this is actually picking up a little bit." And then I made the Christina Pushall tweet, and I'm like, "Oh, I just doubled my follower count follower count in three days." Oh, this yeah. is actually picking up to be something. But I think it's a net positive in the household. I think I think they're they're kind of warming up to it. It's still not the best idea. I'm not from a political family. I, I kind of learned this on myself. So, are um, are your parents conservative as well? Yes. Yeah. I, I've are they are they conservative like, area? Are they like old school? Because like I, I'm I'm similar to you. My parents don't really like what I'm doing. I'm 35 years old. My parents they're they 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 like the uh, the fact that I'm conservative. And I, I'm involved in politics, but they don't like that I'm so outspoken. My father is an old school conservative. You don't talk about politics, money, or religion with people. Uh, yeah. Is that is that, that kind of how your yeah? It's kind of how your upbringing was. Like you don't you don't talk about that stuff with people. Yeah, it, it's became more open as I've mm-hmm. kind of grown in this profession and, and became a, like an, a grassroots activist where my job was talking to people about politics. Um, but before that, it, it was kind of like a hey, just just whatever you say, I, I trust you. I I, I <laughs> this is pretty much yeah. pretty much what it's been this this whole mm-hmm. time up to this point. But we're kind of getting getting out of there, so it, it's a good time. You have That's to, awesome, dude. Yeah, you have to keep engaging, especially people your age. And listen. Whether it's from the you know the tweets and the and the and the push out you know uh, conflict and and a, and a meme you might have made of yourself, you got the attention of a lot of key people in the movement. <clears throat> who some you know people from major uh, conservative media outlets and 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 that's a good thing because they're going to see your name. You're going to be involved. You are a a voter in in 2024. We know you're you're voting mm-hmm. for Donald Trump, obviously. And yes, uh, let's go. And, it's good. and the fact that you revel in um, their hatred is good because in the words of Roger Stone, very one of his famous lines that I, I live by every day because I'm like you, I love it. It's, you know, I revel in your hatred because if I weren't effective, you wouldn't hate me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm that's why I'm the, the, the key target of the the, the, the Sims at this point. Yes. Yes. So I was on the phone with the earlier today with uh, Roan from Steak for Breakfast. And, uh, you know, he says, hello, by the way, he knew you were coming on today. And he Thank wanted you. me to ask you as a Gen Zer, he wanted me to ask you if you had a take or an opinion on because technically he's a Gen Zer, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy uh, running for president. What, what's your take on him? He's a fellow Ohioan. I heard him speak here and I don't have much to say about him. Um, we're getting a little uh, close on time here, but uh Pretty much, I wish he would run for the U.S. Senate. I think he's a better nominee than Frank LaRose or Matt Dolan or Bernie Moreno, for that fact, here in Ohio. Um, but I think his campaign is bringing up a lot of the good issues without an actual chance to win. And people are saying he's going to be the VP pick. You have to look at the optics. Trump, Ramaswamy does not go together no. in a in a which <laughs> is not going to look good on a, on a yard sign, right? You can't. Yeah, pick. on a flag. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, I think he's he's saying the right things. He's in the wrong race. Cool. That's I appreciate that. So, Josh, real quick before we let you go, because I know we're com- we're we're coming up on time. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you, and uh, tell everybody why Donald Trump is the choice in twenty twenty four. I'd love to get that last take from you. All right, last take. Uh, why Trump's the choice in twenty twenty four? Because we can't have Trump light. 
Trump light uh, in the form of Ron DeSantis is not Trump light in any capacity. He is a rhino. He is funded by the neocons. He will not take a stance on the war in Ukraine. He just talks about how our military is woke when we ask about that, which kind of tells me we're going to hop into that war if he is the president, if he does win the election in 2024. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so that's why Trump's a choice really is the Ukraine war. He'll end it in 24 hours. He'll just pretty much wave a magic wand and be done with it. Um, But with with my work, you can find me on Twitter, GOP Josh 20. My truth social is GOP Josh trying to use that a little more. And my website's obviously gopjosh.com. And my show is The Conservative Crusader, wherever you get your podcasts, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Love it. Josh, you gotta you're going to come back and hang out with us on a Friday. Absolute yes, legend. you got to come back anytime. We have an open door. You're welcome anytime you want. We appreciate your time. We know you're a busy 16-year-old kid. Ladies and gentlemen, go follow Josh. Check out his show, The Conservative Crusader. And Josh, we appreciate you, and good luck with everything that you're doing, man. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it as well. God Josh, bless. we'll see you soon. Yes, sir. All right. See ya. Have a good one. What right. an absolute stud that kid is. What GOP absolute- Josh 20 on Twitter, everybody. GOP Josh 20. Go follow my man, Josh. He's an absolute legend. Uh, he's doing un- for, for his age and the work that he's doing. It's, uh, it's really, really respectable, and I have a ton of respect for that kid. Um, we need more sixteen-year-olds yeah. doing it. not, not necessarily have to have a podcast at, at his he's level. Doing he's doing it at a very, it. a very high level. He he understands what's going on. He can he can speak very uh, articulate about it, probably better than I can, honestly. Definitely <laughs> better than you can. You are fucked down. Get fucked right, now, right now, now that now now James that the sixteen year old is gone, you you could pull out your marijuana now. Yeah, now I can get high. Thank <laughs> fuck, dude. Oh my god, I, I literally it's so funny that you said that right before we were live. I was like, I literally packed a bowl before the show specifically because I knew we had a sixteen year old coming on. I was like, all right, I'm not gonna smoke live on air with a sixteen year old kid, uh, but. I thought about that as well. Don't worry, Alan. You're well, not the only adult in the room. Been, that probably would have made something like a Midas Touch, Patriot Takes, or... Oh, or it would have been uh, all over. Yeah, absolutely. Would have been like, yeah, look at these right-wingers that are smoking pot with a minor on, on a podcast. Like, yeah. No, we're but that, that would have been a, a great, like, yo, you, you liberal leftists are fucking pushing for all this... <laughs> Uh, legalization. Oh, yeah. Let's fucking wait, let's wait, make wait. it legal. Get sixteen they, they years would, old. They would get crazy smoking marijuana with a sixteen-year-old on a podcast, but they would love nothing more than to take that sixteen-year-old and pump him full of estrogen. I know, dude. And chop off his block. chop off his dick. <laughs> well, yeah, let's chop off his dick. He's totally you know get rid of him. <sighs> It's it's fucking upside down world. But seriously, guys, go check out his show, The Conservative Crusader. It's on all major podcast platforms and give him a follow. GOP Josh 20 on Twitter and all over other social media platforms. We'll have him back. He'll be back. Yeah, oh, he'll be back. Uh, re- real, real solid kid. And uh, I can't wait for, till he comes back. But uh, Alan. Yeah. Before, before we go any further, I just want to tell everybody that uh, you can get fucked. Um <laughs> But yeah. uh, Alan's got a show coming out this month. MAGA mornings. This month is it? Oh, it's almost June. What is today? June? The 30th. It's a, it's uh, oh, the wow. 30th. Yeah, yeah. This month, MAGA mornings. Every morning, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern. Alan will be gangbanging on the government early in the morning. Early. So come, early. Go go hang out with Alan. You definitely won't catch me on that show ever. Uh, ever five o'clock. Five o'clock in the morning for me. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you up one day and you're gonna come on. 
Dude, if you get me up on MAGA mornings, we better be we it better be something serious and we better be going ham. Like we better be trying to get banned at five in the morning. Okay. I'm actually, um, you know, I'm I'm gonna try. I don't know if it's gonna last, but like you know, rumble and everywhere else, but I'm literally going to try because it's gonna be an hour show, 55 minutes to an hour. It's before really I have anything for for the day and I just wanna hit that morning audience and do a little different some stuff different. But um, I'm going to try to make it YouTube friendly. I'm going to attempt. We're gonna talk just to about- bring some of the audience. You know, we're, 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 we're that's what we're doing about- with Winning Wednesdays. It's just yeah, like what sure. me and Garrett are doing with Winning Wednesdays. Um, and, you know, we're doing with the gaming as well, even though we do we do go full game bang on the government and the gaming show. I'm determined to to rape YouTube for followers over to Rumble because YouTube should just go bankrupt and out of business and Rumble should take I hope it does. Just just like just like these these companies. Like June is gonna be a very I'm very interested to see how this is gonna play out. I'm not I'm not joking. Uh because you know we've had Pride months in the past where it's just full blown you know, in your face, everything gay, like every, every major corporation is rainbow flag, except for like, it's, it's hilarious. I love seeing all of the major corporations, but their middle Eastern version, Mm -hmm. like BMW or, or the car companies, not a rainbow flag in sight, not one rainbow flag in sight, not even one of my favorite memes to share in June is where BMW and all these, the, the, all these European companies have all their rainbow flags in America, the America uh, business, but wherever they are in the Middle East, it's, it's just no, no, it's no, just, no, just regular, regular, please, regular logo, regular. Please don't, please don't stone us to death. And I will, for the record, say here as a business owner that the Patriot Cigar Company will not go woke and have pride Whoa. flags and rainbows and anything else. We fucking lost Chick Fil A, Alan. We lost Chick Fil A. Yeah, like, you know what? It, it we it, lost it. Doesn't surprise me. Rainbow Chick Fil A. God's chicken is now woke. So what's the what's what's the one now in it? What is it? In and out burger is is holding on, aren't they? Like, don't they have like prayers on their cups or something? That yeah, I they saw? do. I don't know if they're. I don't know if in and outs going that going woke yet. I'll have to do some research. But you don't have to be a Bible thumper to be woke. You know, to anti woke. You know, like no. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not really into the whole religion in my chicken thing. I don't know. So no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Our, we just celebrated Memorial Day, and I I hope everybody had a great Memorial Day. Oh. Celebrated with friends and family. Hold on, uh, gotta interrupt you. Gotta interrupt you. Man, thank God Memorial Day's over because now we gotta make room for Pride Month. Well, that's that that's that's exactly my point. That's exactly where I'm going with this, Alan. <laughs> it's 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 absolutely ridiculous. Memorial Day, a day we remember the men and women who made the ultimate sacrifice to keep our our country safe and our and 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 free. Whether you agree with the wars that we fought in or not, uh, these brave men and women still laid their lives on the line uh, for our country, and they deserve our respect. Uh, we have one day of remembrance for these brave men and women, uh, and. We have a whole month of pride where they're shoving it down our face. But this is why I'm very interested to see how this month goes, Alan, because um, we've had these pride months where they just shove rainbow everything and everything's pride and everything's gay in the month of June. And no one said anything. But now the, the, the tune has kind of changed People are so sick of it. People are done with it as far as look at what's going on with Bud Light. They're they're 
scraping and clawing to try to get their consumer their consumer base back and they are not getting it anywhere anywhere close target is just collapsing it's falling apart nobody wants to shop there walmart all these places people are like yo i'm done i'm done going there the fact that chick-fil-a is now getting backlash it, it, it goes to show that people are done with this all of this gay shit for nonstop in our faces 24 7 now it's one thing. It's one thing that if you want to, if you want to be gay, go for it. That's fine. But you don't have to let the whole world know your identity. Your your self identity should not completely be surrounded by your sexuality, and that's what Pride Month represents. Like, I, doesn't matter what I've accomplished or what I've done or the character of my human being that I am. Uh, I'm gay, so that's all that matters. I'm gay no. and fabulous. There. Parents are are striking back with the kids' clothes in Target. Listen, so like the Target by me, I didn't they they didn't have they didn't have a huge pride section. And listen, if you want to have a pride section in the adult clothing line, and you want to have adult T-shirts, adult bathing suits, whatever it is, you want to have that. More power to you. The moment you start having pride onesies, toddler clothes, and you know, gay shirts for eight-year-olds. That is a problem. And tuck, cold, tuck bathing suits for for infants. Right. Like, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to tuck my infant's piece of deal in and can, put him in this bathing suit because he's identifying have, as yep, a woman. You can have all of that for adults. Cole's uh, uh, clothing store, whatever, in their clothing section, apparently have it. People are starting to speak out. They're starting to remove some of the displays. And again... Here, here's the thing too, like, it's not being anti-gay, all right. It's being anti-pushing the gay agenda on the children. One hundred percent. But it's 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 not just on the children, dude. It's 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 more than that at this point. Like it really is, because that that's where that the, the children is where people started to really get pissed off, and I think that was the final straw that pissed people off. But like, I have a gay brother. Right. My mother, very supportive, very supportive of my brother and even her. She's like, James, she's like, I don't get it. She's like, why does every show and every movie have to be about gay and transgender people? Like every single one, even her, who's very, very supportive of my brother. And I am too. My brother can do it. I love my brother to death. You can do it if that's what makes him happy. So be it. He doesn't shove it down my throat like James. I'm gay. Here's my boyfriend. Like I'm sure doing all this gay shit. He's your brother. Yeah. yeah, he's my brother. Like, like. <laughs> fuck you, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> why are you gay um, but uh but 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 even my mother is pointing this stuff out who's like you know all about acceptance and you know making it okay for uh for gay people and she's like it's ridiculous and if she's even seeing it then it has to be bad for the people who want nothing to do with it who are like yo i'm done with it i'm tired like if it was part of the, the story every once in a while like and it actually made sense in the story sure fine whatever yeah but every single show every single commercial like it's all in your face 24 7 it's like clockwork dude i'm watching a show with my girlfriend you could automatically see the vibes change in the show and you're like ah here it comes here this character is going to be gay i call it right now like i was so me and roan actually put me onto this show titans roan from steak for breakfast and uh i started checking it out on hbo max 
And it was great. And all of a sudden, the last season, all of a sudden, the new Robin, the new Robin, he's gay. I'm like, I, I texted Roan. I was like, are you kidding me? I, mean, I, I thought, 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 thought the old Robin was gay, but yeah. yeah. No. That's another new Robin. You're a superhero and your name is Robin and you're wearing yellow tights. But like, they like taking any ass. It was, it was just like, it was unnecessary. It was completely unnecessary. There was no love interest really in the entire show. It was just, it was, was over the top. Who was Robin's gay lover, did they say? Yeah, one of the tech guys, like one of the oh. science geeks. So maybe, did he fantasize about Batman? Oh, I don't know, dude. I have no, they, bat, I was, it was just too much. <laughs> I'm going to kill you, dude. <laughs> it was he just, like, but it's every, it's, it's everywhere. So, so, man fetish with the penguin, like was, so, uh, <laughs> with Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito. So really, with the Bud Light thing um, with uh, Dylan uh, Digvaney, they um, they they were uh, running a rebate for Memorial Day sale. They, like it was like a fifteen dollar rebate. They so it was two ninety nine for an eighteen pack. After a fifteen dollar rebate, you could mail it in and get the fifteen dollar rebate during Memorial Day. Literally, they can't even give the shit away. No one wants it. And no one wants it. And they've lost some. It was like some like uh, sixteen billion dollars. Good. Good. And this is showing the American people that we have the power that we're actually capable of. Uh, stopping these companies and changing their position and changing the way that they act and and uh, the things that they do. They, they've they been doing this for so long because they never thought we'd stand up to it. They never right. thought we'd say anything. And in reality, like I, I always get um, the question, like why would companies do this? No, especially now knowing that they're going to take a huge market hit because it's one company after another now. Like it's, it, you know, the, the, the running joke is like we didn't learn from Bud Light or we didn't learn from... Uh, target that they're you're yeah. just going to lose a fuck ton of money by doing this. And Andy Frasilla actually talked about this on his show and as to why uh, it's happening. And guess, guess who's really behind it, Alan, just take a wild guess. I, I wouldn't even, I, I couldn't even guess. Um, I, I will guess the Vatican. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. I, it, it may, it may trickle back all the way down to that. Uh, but it's, uh, BlackRock and ESG and look at why. There's no sound in in case there was supposed to be. Oh. I just see some. Problem song. Andy Vassilla. Why? There's three initiatives that are put through the World Economic Forum. One is called CEI, one is called ESG, and one is called DEI. These initiatives are put down as social initiatives from the World Economic Forum, the most powerful people on the planet, through the banks to the big corporations. These corporations, unlike my business, actually depend on that financing 100%. So if they don't do the things that these three initiatives, the CEI, the ESG, and the DEI say, they actually lose their funding so they can't operate their business. So you say, well, aren't these people smart enough to understand why their business, they're destroying their business? They can't not do it because if they don't do it, they won't get their funding. So they can't operate. So they have no choice but to do it. And then they drive their business into the dirt. And here's why that's happening. Because the people who run these companies, the officers of the companies, are not the founders of the companies. These are people that are many generations removed and many degrees of caring about the actual brand removed, all right? 
So these people are college graduates who think they know a whole bunch of stuff because they have an advanced degree and they are making decisions that are, you know, basically about the money and thinking that eventually people will adopt this and it won't it will stop. But it's not going to stop and it's not supposed to stop. This is what people are failing with. What's happening is we are dealing with a communist insurgency that is undermining the values and the identity of the American public. What they are doing is they are intentionally creating a scenario where the American people rejecting this initiative is actually hurting iconic American brands that remove much of the American identity. So when you name these companies off, all of these companies represent America when you think of them traditionally. So now they're removing part of the identity, which is part of the communist process called demoralization. If there's less identity in America, there's less to fight for, which makes it easier to conquer. All right. Then on top of it, one of the goals of communism is to create two classes of people, very poor and very rich. And so what they're doing here is they are getting the American public to cancel their own companies that actually hurts their own neighbors who are good, hardworking American people. Because the people at Bud Light at the top are not the ones feeling the pain here. It's the delivery drivers. It's the, the hardworking red, white, and blue Americans that believe the same motherfucking shit that you all believe who are getting fired or laid off or losing because of this. So they have run an operation to push this initiative down through the companies intentionally where the companies cannot resist it because they're required to do so for their funding, knowing that the American people are going to reject it and destroy these companies, creating the lower class system that they're trying to create in the first place. It's true. And that is a that is a big reason I don't come out and ever say that you should boycott this company. It's voting with your dollars is voting the way you see fit. If I I've never drank Bud Light. I don't, I don't like it. The, the second, the second one, I have a headache. It's, 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 it's piss. I don't even drink regular Bud. No, it's gross. But I know people that are Bud drinkers. I'm not going to judge them because they're Bud Light drinkers because of the messaging that they're using. Um, they, they have felt the pain, but just like he said in the video, like I don't want to see everyday Americans losing their jobs. And you know what the problem is, James is, People on the left, these sick, progressive Marxists, these commies, love when people on the right lose their jobs, yep. lose their positions. They would love to see conservative-owned and, and, and run companies completely collapse. People lose their homes, marriages yep. destroyed, children pulled away from them. They would love to see it. I don't believe that conservatives out there, most people on the right, want to see that happen to anybody, no matter what their political stance is. Like, yeah. I don't want to see liberals' lives and livelihoods and families destroyed. Affects because, the children. Yeah, I don't want to see that. And yeah, it's like a big operation to destroy America's tradition. And, you know, I mean, you know, also, on the other hand, America's tradition is beyond major branded companies that are just traditionally when you think of America, you think of, you know, oh, way, uh, way beyond, you know what I but, mean? But like, uh, but I get it. <laughs> when you think of America, you think of, oh, you know, it's in every country song about Budweiser and, and this and, and 
Oh, and that's and what they're gets. trying to play on now. That's right. they're trying to bring back the Clydesdales and the American messaging and, uh, you know, all the strength uh, of what Budweiser once represented to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I remember watching this, just loving the Clydesdale commercial every Super Bowl, even though there was so many funny commercials. They always had a great commercial with the Clydesdales every Super Bowl. And I looked forward to that every year because it was always a banger. And it always like got you know got the hair raised on your skin because you were just you know excited to be an American. You're excited to be watching the Super Bowl with all your friends around, and uh, you know it was just a, a cool experience. And that's long gone. So um, you know, and and has your and has a Bush, um, Budweiser, whatever. They they have a shit ton of conservatives that work for that company. Like mm-hmm. down in the in the grit in the grassroots in the trenches, whether it's factory workers, delivery workers, or outside. So I have a friend who, in the entire, I believe, um, tri-state area and, and other places in the country, I don't know exactly all the locations. His security company, and he's a hardcore conservative Trump supporter. His security company, who employs a lot of people, he has the contract for the security for all of the Budweiser plants in several states mm-hmm. okay, and facilities and, and, and buildings, office buildings. And if Budweiser were to go bankrupt, I mean, $16 billion, maybe it's not a lot of money to them. I don't think they're going to go bankrupt. They have so many brands. They own but, every, uh, so many beers, dude. It's but let's ridiculous. Just say, let's just say it got to that point where it succeeded and this operation succeeded and they collapsed. Do you know how many conservatives would be out of a job? Yep. Middle America. Help finding another, like my friend's company, he employs, I think, hundreds of people. I know it's well over 150, and that, and just for that contract alone, he has to hire people for that for that contract alone for the for the Budweiser uh, facilities. They would all be out of a job. And you're talking about a lot of conservative and a lot of patriots, and it, it goes know, right. Not- it, goes, it goes right into their plan. It goes right yeah. into what they want. They want a two class system, and you know, here's. Uh, Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, talking about exactly that. He's talking about how to actually instill change uh, into people, actually uh, how to get people to accept this change and why they're doing it. Where did it go? I just had it. Oh, but while we're on bands, hold on. Why are you getting that? Yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to bring some ban up on wants to bring a bill up to ban pornography in America. And here, here's my problem with that. Well, one, I would be out of a part-time job, number one. Number two is literally we're going to ban everything in this country that maybe the conservatives feel is evil and nefarious and destroy lives, destroy men, destroy families. Not disagreeing with you there. But shouldn't it, because it's content – and it, it and it and it it can be listen. So there is, there is there are so many nefarious things with the pornography industry, mm-hmm. whether it's underage and things like that. I'm talking about the the adult, prof, the professional adult entertainment industry, which I'm not a fan of. I don't support. They, you people have a choice. All mm-hmm. right, they either want to consume that content or they don't, but. We're gonna ban TikTok. We're gonna ban porn. Yeah, no, I'm not. What I'm not else for. What are we gonna ban? Exactly, hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not for banning anything. I'm. I'm for making it harder to access. I'm for, uh, you know, limiting its reach because of you know how easy it is 
to access porn these days. Like when we were sure. kids, it wasn't it wasn't as easy to access porn when we were kids, because uh, we, uh, you know, I I I tried to get my hands on it every every opportunity that I got. You know, every you got a magazine, you're like, look, look, we got a fucking magazine. Like I remember right. when Sable was in Playboy, I was literally freaking out to try to find a copy of Sable in Playboy. Uh, you know, it was. Uh, different when we were younger, but it's so easily accessible now. And it's, it's not just accessible. It's thrown in your face. Yes, it is. Uh, it's thrown in your face. So like, if you want to limit advertising and uh, things like that, there's, there's certain things that I'm, I'm okay for, okay with, but banning it and eliminating, I'm not okay with, because again, we are free thinking, free individuals. Uh, and the government has no right to censor or ban anything uh, at all, in my opinion. And as much as I, I'm with you, Alan. It's it's bad, and we should we we should we should limit it. Uh, banning it is not the way to do it. Um, so I found the video real quick. Here's uh, here's the CEO of, of BlackRock talking about how we bring in lasting change. Force behaviors. It's just it ha- you have to force behaviors. And if you don't force behaviors, whether it's gender or race or just any way you want to say the composition of your team, you're going to be impacted. And that's not just not recruiting. It is development, as Ken said. How do you force change, though? I mean, Larry, BlackRock has, has really been the forefront of the ESG movement within, within corporate governance and a real leader. And yet change is so slow. So what is, and, and Ken as well, what, how do you force change? when it is so incremental and so gradual? Um, how do you do something more radical? Have you thought about that? Has the board of American Express thought about more radical things we could do to enhance diversity and inclusion? Yeah. Because it has to be imbued in the culture of a firm. It has to be talked about, it has to be shown. Behaviors across the entire firm in every region have to be similar. And every citizen of the firm has to understand what is acceptable behaviors and what are unacceptable behaviors. Acceptable to who? Yeah, who, who, who gets to decide what's acceptable? Exactly. Uh, who is the, you know, the but that's, arbiter of, of, of truth and content and acceptance? And literally you know saying we have to force these behaviors on people. We, yeah. He's literally saying we have to force them on, on people. My, you know what forced behavior uh, defines as? Uh, a mind rape. Yep. Like, but that, that, that's the CEO of BlackRock, which literally ha- is the majority shareholder of almost everything. Them, State Street, and Vanguard. Uh, they, they, they are the majority shareholders of almost everything at this point that's public. Uh, and they are very influential in what they do. There's a lot of nefar- uh, nefarious things that they are involved in uh, and why they're doing these things. And here's the CEO telling you exactly that. They're like, yeah, we're going to force these behaviors on people. We're going to just, we're going to, we're going to force. And, and they don't, they don't care. They, they don't care. I think it's a win-win for them either way. I think it's a win-win for them either way because if we accept it, they're just going to keep punishing us up with this with this stuff and making it worse and worse and completely demoralize us. Or if we don't accept it, just like Andrew Vasilla said, we're going to end up crippling the middle class anyway because we're canceling these uh, millions of jobs at this point on top of the jobs that are being shipped off to China. Uh, it's yeah. a, it's a it's a disaster. Uh, it, it it really is, and uh, it's really unfortunate. And uh, uh, what's really crazy is now they're calling us economic terrorists. Do you see this, Alan? 
economic. If you get into this, then it says that the moment you threaten the employees of even a very large corporation, you get to control its policies. This is economic terrorism, literally terrorism, creating fear among the workers and forcing the corporations to sell the things you want, not sell the things you don't. So we're uh, again terrorists, Alan. So again, so then they're economic terrorists on both sides, if that's what they want to label them as. And going back to the whole pride bullshit <clears throat> with, with selling the apparel, sell it all you want. Just take the kid messaging out of it, okay? Like, stop hiring non-binary trannies to play Disney princesses at Disney in California giving your kids a tour. Like, yep. when it has to do with kids... Can we be a little fucking normal? Like, like, like I decided to wait till the 16 year old kid left to smoke weed, like making right. an adult decision, let alone, right. let, let alone uh, a sexual orientation, like just shoving all the sex in a child's face. And, and, and people think that it's just harmless to buy an eight year old boy, a pride shirt who, who, who doesn't even know, like, what he what he wants to 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 be for Halloween every year, yep. but we're gonna make him wear a shirt that says you know uniform unicorns and rainbows and you know it, it's that's the sickness of and, and it. Bathing suits like why like, why why if you're you're 18 years old and you wanna you wanna wear that shit you know we this country has so many norms of of or or you know what's accepted you know and how and obviously through laws and legislation like oh 21 to drink 18 to vote you know uh 17 in some places to drive this age you know to marry in certain states fine well i i just it doesn't even it's just rational thinking do you want eight-year-olds six-year-olds 10-year-olds 12-year-olds like again, who don't even know uh, what they want to be for Halloween from year to year because the 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 favorite character changes. It's like they want. I always reference the the movie Step Brothers. I always reference the movie Step Brothers and how the father is always so pissed at Brennan and uh, and Dale because they're just acting like kids in their 40s. And at the end of the movie, he's like, you know what? Like, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a dinosaur. He's like, I wish I just stayed a dinosaur. Like, this is what kids wanted to do. Like, it, kids wanted to be stupid things. Like, they, you know, they have no clue what the hell. Their imaginations are running wild. And, got, you know, if they have sisters, like, or they have, you know, if they're a girl and they have brothers, like, there's, we used to call them tomboys. Yeah, uh, you know, and then they grew up and they, you know, they were into girly things. They still liked sports and watching it and things like that, but they were they were also into boys and girly things. They, they none, of, none, of this, none of this sickness would exist if it weren't for fucking sick adults. Like kids didn't think of pride. And I, and I'm not I'm not blowing up the pride movement and 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 saying it shouldn't exist or anything like that. You know, whatever the homo community, whatever they want to do. But who thought it was a great idea 
to suck in the kids. Well, that's the thing, Alan. That's this is this is the one thing that's that's it's gone too far. Like we we allowed en- enough is enough. You know, we've allowed we've allowed you to run rampant half naked and have parades uh, and do all of these things and, you know, get married. And uh, all of a sudden you want to, co- we let you do all of that. And then all of a sudden you want to come after the kids. And now people are really pissed, not just your average Bible thumper who's out there just super religious and uh, you know, saying there, you know, you're going to hell just for being gay uh, kind of thing. It's, it's the average American now is like, yo, leave the kids alone like you don't you don't put in the kids section like little baby toddler thongs for sale for these little girls to wear you know what i'm saying or like you you don't have you don't have these things for little kids for a reason you know uh it, it's not okay in any stretch of the means it doesn't matter whether it's uh gay sex or straight sex they're children leave them everything sexual everything that has to do alone yeah it's just like and and, and a lot of it has to do with the teachers the parents there's there's it's it's way deeper than just these corporations um you know a lot the, the, the big the biggest culprit is universities and the funding that they get from a lot of different places yes. where again it, it it they 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 program and, and indoctrinate these younger people and then they all become teachers and then they all and then that's how the cycle has started so again it's like you want to cut the head off the snake you know what uh, i i i'm a firm believer in abolishing all higher education unless you're going to become something like a physician a lawyer or an engineer an architect but you know not, not it, it's it's just it's 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 enough is, it is it, enough, enough is enough but i you saw the the woman recently in target talking about her three-year-old who's non-binary and, that's what i mean you have women saying this is my eight-month-old baby and he's gay what the fuck he is you stupid bitch yeah I like mean, what 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 are you talking about oh sex and, and the sex and the gender and the, listen don't even don't even come to me with this stupid leftist argument that sex and gender are different because if it were different, they wouldn't go so hard. You can if they're saying that gender is how you identify and sex is I guess whatever you are, or maybe it's I don't I can't even keep up with it at this point, then why are there so many of them going to get sex changes? The operations. There shouldn't be a need for the operations then if it's different. You identify that way, just throw a dress on. You identify that way, throw a throw a pair of you know jeans and and a, and a cowboy hat on. I don't know whatever the fuck you're gonna wear. Well, it's, it's I, a fake, everybody. We we could we could always listen to the resident of the United States, Alan. Marriage is between a man and a woman, and states must respect that. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it's just it's uh, it, it is uh, stay keep keep the kids away from it like it, it's 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 silly that we even have to have this argument like we imagine imagine they brought strippers to school one day and just put a stripper pole in the middle of class and just had these girls stripping which which not for nothing not for nothing <clears throat> is a pretty decent ta- like to be able to swing around a, a, a pole like that takes a lot of talent they but, actually have they have legit not for stripping but they have they have pole workout. dancing class like a workout workouts and yeah. shit but, like, but 
But why, 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 why not? So then strippers should be allowed to come to school for career day. If there's a career day in a high school, the local strip club should be able to set up a, a booth in the gymnasium. Alan, I go as far as even saying, I wouldn't want them to do like, like imagine they wanted to do like a pole dancing class at gym for the kids. Like I wouldn't even want them doing something like that. No. You know I'm saying? Like I like that's too far and it has nothing to do with being gay. Like that's keep the kids away from that shit. Um, it's, it's, it's really sad that we have to have this conversation, but on other, on other notes, Alan, um, did you see, uh, Ricky Schroeder, the, uh, former childhood actor? No, I can't. Yeah. I I honestly can't stand him. No, I I try not to see what he's doing. Uh, he was basically calling out the blackmail operation, uh and everything that's going on the satanism that's going on in hollywood and uh you know his experiences and what he went through but you know what and i and i I love how these celebrities that want to come out and call it out and they make their little video and people like us talk about them for a little while but what the fuck are they doing about it like case in point What's a what? Uh, Corey Feldman. He's the worst, dude. He's the worst. Corey Feldman. I was raped. I was raped. I'm what gonna make a documentary that everybody has to pay for, and I'm gonna I'm gonna walk around like I look like I'm a, I'm an AIDS patient, but I'm not gonna tell anybody who raped me. I'm gonna insinuate Charlie Sheen raped me, but I'm not gonna say who raped me. Like all these people wanted to want to come out and say, "Oh, it's really bad. It's really bad." Yeah, but what happened and who did it? <laughs> come on. It's it's really it's really unfortunate uh, that it's people stupid. like Corey Feldman exist, but at the same at the same time, you know Bella Thorne has talked about it. This is you know this is nothing new that we haven't seen, and we we now see uh, that the Epstein operation is a blackmail operation. He's working with the CIA, and the Daily Mail just put out an article about all of the people that had dinner meetings and hung out with him and did business with him after his 2009 conviction. But they didn't publish every name in the document yet, right? No, but they named some pretty big fucking names, Alan. Yeah, they did, but where are all the names? It's like they tease you. They tease you, so it's we're just going to keep talking about it. Where are all... If they have these leaked documents, it's, where are they? Yep, it's 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 from his calendar uh, and the meetings that he held and the the conversations that were had um you know he was hanging out with some 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 big names like peter thiel and yeah um i want to see all the names i want to be fucking wowed because none of it wows me anymore i want to be fucking wowed when it comes to epstein i want to see everything on his calendar because if they're leaked and they have them and no media outlet who has access to them is willing to publish them independent or mainstream, mostly independent because mainstream is not going to touch it. Who's going to have the balls to post them? Because I wish somebody would send them to me because I would make a whole fucking website of them. Why is that not happening? Oh, look, all of these leaked documents, and we're going to mention a couple names just to get everybody, you know, chubbed up in their pants and excited. You know, the right's hoping that it's every leftist in Hollywood. The left is hoping that Donald Trump's name may show up on the list. Where are the fucking names of all of these leaked documents? Well, I really am not too concerned with uh, all of the names on the documents. Why? 
why? Because again, who's going to prosecute them? I don't care. I, I don't. I don't. I don't care who's going to prosecute them. If they have the name, why should why should they not be published? If there's an outlet out there that has the names, why give them to some fucking anon? If you're scared, and let them get there and make make a domain and and literally have them up online. I I don't even care because I, you know what. They're so, probably not going to get prosecuted, but but like you say, James, court of public opinion. I want to know every fucking name from the floor sweeper at NBC Studios to the guy flying around on his jet who owns Three Islands. I want to know them all, and I think everybody would agree with that. And it it pisses me off. So here we go. Breaking after Jeffrey Epstein served 13 months in jail for having sex with underage girls and being labeled a registered sex offender. He worked slash had meetings with Bill Burns, current CIA director, Bill Gates, Prince Andrew, Woody Allen, Noam Chomsky, Norway's crown prince, uh, Met Merritt, David Blaine, Larry Summers, Jamie Damone, uh, Arena Shaikh, Wendy Murdoch. Uh, who's uh, Rupert Murdoch's ex-wife, Richard Branson may have joined dinner uh, Jeff Koons, Peter Thiel, Tom Pritzker, Jess Daly, Leon Botstein, Leon Black, Mort Zuckerman, Kathy Rummeler, Obama White House Counsel, Sean Parker, Jeff Koons, Tommy Matolo, uh, Pablos Holman, Chris Rock. Source claims he did not attend dinner and he was likely invited by Woody Allen. And in the source is... He was a sick pervert in himself. I mean, the guy was raping his daughter. Yes, he, he raised his daughter, then married her. And the, and this is from the Daily Mail. Exclusive Jeffrey Epstein files trove never before seen. Emails and calendars give unprecedented insight into the late pedophile's network of power and influence. Includes Chris Rock, Peter Thiel, Richard Branson, and Arana Shrank. Does it say anywhere that those are all the names or that those aren't all the names? Uh, I haven't read the full article. We can cruise through it real quick. I mean, I'm, 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 but... The point, the point, the points, it's the, the, a lot of names. It's a lot of names. And, it is a lot of names. And they, and they mention emails. Well, let's, let's publish the emails too. I, I agree. With that. I, I want the emails. I want the calendar. But he, I, here's, here's the thing, Alan. After his 2009 conviction, hmm? you know what this guy is about. There's no longer saying, I don't know what he's into. I don't know anything about him. There is zero excuse for hanging out with him. Uh, there's zero excuse for doing business with him. Like there's, there's none, zero. The problem is money is money. And when someone wants to finance a project, somebody wants to finance an organization, somebody wants to finance a campaign, and this goes for you know, 90% of the people out there, they, they look at the money and – you know, I'm not saying it's right, but there, that's what it's about. It's about the money that it's going to. It's also a blackmail operation. Like you have to remember, like at the end of the day, a, a lot of what Epstein did was a giant blackmail operation. Well, uh, you know, here, here's, here's the thing. If you're caught at the island, you're caught uh at his apartment or anywhere near any of his properties you're there right he's now arrested for what he's been arrested for right even before that if he got caught up 
uh, in anything and someone wanted to snitch and be like, oh, Jeffrey Epstein's blackmailing me to do this, that, and the other, or Jeffrey Epstein's doing all of this stuff at this island, they're going to frame you as you're the pedophile and it's one giant club and they're going to all point at you and use all of the evidence that they have uh, of you at these places right? and frame you to make you look like you're this big evil pedophile and they're these innocent people. They, that's how they operate. This is, this is, this is the glue that holds them together. Uh, and this is why in his first, his first arrest, his first conviction, the, the lawyer, the first victims, they file a civil case because Jeffrey Epstein got that sweetheart deal two years. He was out on work release. He was doing all this stuff. The victims didn't think it was enough. So they filed a civil case. The lawyers subpoenaed everybody, all of the celebrities that lived by him, everybody that knew Jeffrey Epstein. The only person that responded and helped, the only person was Donald J. Trump. He was the only person that responded to help and gave actual evidence to help them in their case. Nobody else to respond. Wonder why? Because they maybe they got an envelope or they got a, a knock on the door and said, hey, uh, you might want to shut up and not testify because you were here. Here's a photo of you. Uh, so uh, you better yeah. shut, shut up. Uh, and but, and that now, that, now that he's gone and, you know, Jizz Lane is in a cell somewhere, whatever the case is, and, and, and again – there are outlets out there that sound like they have access to the emails and the calendar entries. And obviously we know the federal government has the client list and no one will ever do that. All the CCVT footage from the island. They have everything, dude. This and 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 this is this is this is what the American people should be be uh able to look at. It's if it involves people in our cover in our current government. Look at the names on that list, Alan. There's presidents of nations. There's the head of the current head of the CIA is on that list. The current head of the CIA. Here's the thing. Like, all right. They, they, they put, they published names in a fucking article. It's not good enough. I agree with you. I agree with you. But I know. It's, it's, it, it's a start. And, and I'm, it's something that's keeping it relevant because it's not just crazy it's not just crazy quote-unquote conspiracy theorists like us that are still talking about this this is now coming out into the mainstream and people are like they they want this information they're thirsting for this information And, and, and it may be a slow drip because really really think about this alan we are talking about some of the most heinous evil crimes we could possibly think of Crimes against children, like some of the most disgusting, evil things. And I, I, I feel like if we just dump that on society without slowly dripping that out and getting them ready for like, hey, you know, there, there might be some really fucked up shit that you're about to see. It's going to cause some serious mental breakdowns with people like good, good. You know what, James? They found 33 teenage dead boys under John Wayne Gacy's house. Okay, mm-hmm. under his fucking house. I think the youngest was fourteen or something like that. And then they found, and I, so that I dump it, dump it, and let the world fucking explode. Because you want to know something? It's needed, and I think a slow drip on this is ridiculous. Especially if there are new. This is the thing. It's like fucking entertainment to some people because here we are, we're talking about it because they made a list and they mm-hmm. said they have emails and they have calendar entries. 
But then what? We're, we're this 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 story's gonna go away in another week, and then oh, remember when they released that list? Now we're gonna release a few more names. Where are the fucking emails showing that relevant to be printed on your news outlet? Yeah, the business dealings. The you know, I'm sure. what do you have? What do you have? Oh, I agree. I want to see all of it, dude. I want to see the tapes. I want to see all of it. I want to see what, you know, we, we know the sick photos that he had at his apartment of George Bush holding uh, paper planes with two Jenga towers collapsed. But, but or, what, I, what, I, what I mean is, like, yeah, all of that stuff. But I'm talking about the things that are currently in whatever news outlet's hands, all right? Like, if they have the receipts... But do you expect any like the ABC had the story in 2013? No, no I'm I'm expecting heads to explode to see the email chains, the timelines, and the and the other names that they didn't put on that list. The uh-huh. biggest name on that list that, that that's known to to average American people, not some of these political names and president presidents and nations, uh, Woody Allen and, and Chris Rock. Those are the two names that stood out to, to, to me. That would stand out to any American, all right? Uh, Peter Thiel's a pretty big name. David Blaine's a big name. But, but not, not to the average American. They're big names, but not to the average American. Big I'm name. talking about Joe Blow that's not dialed in to politics and everything else. They see Chris David Rock. is pretty popular. What's and that? David Blaine's pretty popular. And but, but he's not Chris. You're missing I, the point. He's not Chris Rock. But you're missing I, the point. There, there, there's there's all the names are not on that list. And when you tell me that you have emails and calendar entries and all this leaked information and you're not leaking it and you're you're holding it, you're as fucking bad as the mainstream media and whoever and the government who's withholding everything. Fucking dump it, let the bodies hit the floor and let fucking heads explode. Without a doubt, but I'm the this is the Daily Mail. It's this is another I'd consider a mainstream outlet, in my opinion. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's they're based in UK, the Daily Mail, whatever it is. But that's what I'm saying. Like I don't expect them. Like they they go right up to the edge. They uh, are they, they the only ones that have it. Does it say that it's exclusive? They're the only ones that have it. Uh, it's an exclusive. So it's they it. they should be banging down their fucking doors. Documents show. Uh, I'd love, I'd love to see the documents. I'd love to see the conversations, the emails. Um, you know, these are all these are all things that the American people deserve to see and deserve to know. If our elites and uh, who's involved in this this evil sex trafficking ring, like he's not he he wasn't in, he wasn't arrested for being a pedophile. He was in, arrested for being a child trafficker for trafficking children. Um, and same with Ghislaine Maxwell. These are not we're not we're not talking. Meanwhile, James, our federal government is doing more nefarious child trafficking than Jeffrey Epstein ever did. And I and I and I'll say that, and I will I will fucking argue that our federal government was involved with Jeffrey Epstein. Like, look but at I just take Jeffrey Epstein out of it because I'm talking about what goes on every day with the border and everything else. Oh, without right? a doubt, I'm to our federal government is more evil than Jeffrey Epstein ever was for the uh, shit that they facilitate with trafficking children. And that's a fact. 
I, I think that they're the same entity, Alan. I think they're 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 the same exact entity. I don't think I mean, Jeffrey Epstein isn't the end all be all of federal government human no, trafficking. Right? I'm just saying take think, Jeffrey I, Epstein out of it. Because it was going on before Jeffrey Epstein, it's going on after Jeffrey Epstein. I don't think Jeffrey Epstein was the only one either. I think the, uh, the I'm, I know that. That's the, what I yeah. Honeypot operation. But it's uh, it's it, it it's wild. It's wild. Did you see? Because I'm 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 just getting I'm getting aggravated because I'm so fucking it's it's pissing me off that they're just gonna they're this is entertainment. This is fucking entertainment, and that's the problem. It's so we're gonna talk about the tabloid. Again, we're gonna do a little yeah, tabloid drips, tabloid drips. Come with the receipts. I'd I'd I'd, I'd love uh yeah, it literally just talks about the dinners that, that people had. There's no actual pictures of the documentation. There's there's nothing. Um, it's it's really unfortunate that they. I who knows what they actually have. I who like they probably have so much more than they're they're giving us. Yeah, and then you know they'll hit you with all well, you know uh, sources and legalities and confirmation and verification and all this other bullshit crap. Come on. Speaking of verification, I got to bring it up because I'm laughing my ass off about it. You saw the AOC press, uh, uh, the account. You got the person fucking melting down. It's amazing. It's amazing. Elon Musk actually interacted with the account, and now, like, I want to know that the per the person who's behind that account. Bravo, friend. Bravo, genius. I mean. Now the memes that are coming out where like the blue check is like hovering over the gray check AOC account, like oh hey, like it's it's if you if you're on Twitter, you have to find the AOC uh again. And it literally says parody account. It's the AOC. Oh, yep. and they, they were suspended for three years, by the way. The AOC press Twitter account. It's back, and they unsuspended the account. And literally, it's a blue check. But it specifically says parody, so it's the verified parody account. That's amazing. AOC is going crazy. Being, be careful what you see under my name. It's not under your name. It says parody on it, you dumb bitch. It says parody. And that she's so aggravated and melting down, and it's triggering her so much. Is the I, best I am assessing with my team how to move forward. In the meantime, be careful what you see. It's a fake account. It's it's a parody account. Like she's like she's like I'm 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 fine with parody accounts, but not ones that make fun of me. I'm like that's what a fucking parody account is. Like there should be a parody account for every fucking government official like that. Like just every single one. Wait a second. Wait a second. It is hilarious. Wait a second. Hold on. (laughs) They deserve to be heckled. Hold on. Hold on. What to what? And then literally, like the parody account, it's the Alexandria Ocasio Cortez press release parody account. It's at AOC Press, and AOC was going crazy about it. And the parody account's replying back, going, "I'm still not going to date you." Trump raped a 13-year-old. Who posted that? What is that on? J- Josh tweeted out the show. Oh, cool. Oh, so is that on yours or mine? Uh, I don't know. Josh, Josh tweeted out an hour ago. He said, tune in and someone responded. And this is their response. I get them all the time. I, 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 and that, that right there, 
What? <laughs> what? What? Where? It says who? That right there is the prime example of if we weren't effective, they wouldn't hate us. I revel in their hate. It's amazing. I don't care that you posted that Donald Trump had sex with an underage horse. He pissed on Russian horse. Yeah, posts whatever. It is. These people are so the, the Trump derangement syndrome runs so deep. Um, it's it's bad. It's comical. Oh, that's actually. Oh wait. Oh yeah, that, that's on mine. Seth. He's got thirteen followers. And he has a picture of a dog, and he said Trump raped a thirteen-year-old. You know, I have to reply to it, right? And I'm just going to reply: jealousy is a bad disease. Let him. Let, <laughs> like, come on, man. That's that's hysterical. That's fucking hysterical. I love I love idiots. I love idiots so much. Um, but uh, we had another uh, big bombshell. Uh, we don't have too much time. I want to discuss it real quick. Uh, actually, we don't really have much time at all. Um, but Kevin McCarthy did what Kevin McCarthy was expected to do and totally betray uh, the Republicans and conservatives across the country. We'll have to vote on that tomorrow, I believe. I think. I think they. I think they're voting on the uh, on the debt ceiling bill uh, tomorrow. I think tomorrow. Four trillion dollars. I mean, he listen. We know it's bad, but it's a blank check to give Ukraine more money. Um, he is so. Everyone's talking about the IRS thing, and I'm not a Kevin McCarthy fan. I'm not even trying to play devil's advocate, but I was listening to him. I think on Fox and Friends, might have been Sunday. He was on the Sunday show, and I caught him. And he was explaining the IRS thing because people are, you know, the 87,000 IRS agents, which I believe is slated they want to hire them over a 10-year period or whatever it is in the funding. And, yeah, I, I want to see that funding, like, just just, just gone. You know? I want to see the IRS abolished. But his thing was, you know, you're not going to get everything in one bill, which I get in certain aspects. But – and he's like, you know, as far as this year's, this physical year's funding – for the IRS, they can't make any new hires. Like they took all of that funding that were earmarked for part of that 87,000 IRS agents, which, all right. And then he's like, and then we have to do it again next year. You know, it's like, yeah, you have to keep doing it, which I get again. And I hate the budget stuff because listen, I'll be honest, a lot of it, I don't understand and appropriations and things like that, but Kevin on purpose, Alan, they make it they make it like that on purpose, so we don't of understand. Course they do. Of course they do. But Kevin McCarthy, who, you know, he's going to play the game, and there are a lot of speculation on what this might mean. People think that, you know, he's playing he, – he, he might be playing uh, nice. Listen, there are a lot of Democrats that, that hate this bill because mm-hmm. compl- uh, Hakeem Jeffries apparently said to Kevin McCarthy – he said this in two interviews – he said – Hakeem Jeffries, specifically his exact words to Kevin McCarthy was, there is not one thing in this bill for Democrats, and they are not happy about it. So your problem – I think the bill dies. So many Republicans are speaking out about it. Byron Donalds and all the all the, all the the major people out there are all, all speaking out against it. 
And I don't think they're going to have the votes to make it through the House. And I hope they don't. I think it's going to die in the Senate anyway. And I want the government to shut down the entire summer. I really do. I don't want any money. I don't want any movement of money in our government. I would love to see every second of it, uh, and I, I, I hope that's what happens. But we'll see. Uh, it's going to be an interesting couple of days. We'll probably elaborate more on Friday because we don't have a ton of time. I want to just cruise through a couple of things real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Russia, Russia issued a warrant for Lady G's arrest. <laughs> oh, great. Well, I mean, the guy did say, you know, we should assassinate Vladimir Putin. I mean, a sitting senator. Yep. said that we should assassinate another sitting president of a company. I mean, like like Putin or not, you know. And um, he, 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 in referencing the Russians that died, he said it was the best money we ever spent. He just wants an apology from the FBI, that, yeah. that, that lady G. The FBI should get on the phone with everybody that they that they uh, targeted and just get on the phone and oh let me do it again South Park let me rub it sorry sorry uh, also uh, in Texas there's a big impeachment going on Kevin Paxton is being impeached another establishment attack on a MAGA uh, attorney general. And use the influence of his office to help a friend who was a donor or something. I don't know about I don't know about those details, but I don't know what the hell's going on in Texas. But apparently, that that's probably going to die in there in their Senate. And Did you see the, the house the House Speaker down there, the state rep, uh, trying to speak? I think he's fucking wasted. Well, that's what they were saying that he was probably drunk. Remember, this is something the author. Is there objection to the opposite amendment? And the chair has done the members adopted. Did you with John Fettersquatch? The message Mr. Mr. Johnson of Harris. Did he have a stroke? Mr. Johnson of Harris. This is to wow. Dude, it's bad. The chair recognizes Ms. Niave Criado to speak in opposition to the bill. Oh my goodness, dude. It's absolutely insane. And this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to impeach Ken Paxton. I'm, uh, I'm sure we'll expand more on that on Friday as well. But this is a typical attack uh, from the establishment to try to remove a uh a maga attorney general who's apparently a bunch of people from the attorney general's office uh took a leave of absence i i, I saw it earlier today really uh, in protest of the impeachment and but again supposedly they feel and i think ted cruz mentioned it and somebody else mentioned it that um they're pretty sure that the the senate is not going he's on apparently when you get impeached i guess by the state house there you you're on you're you're basically you're on a leave until until they until they have the hearing in the Senate, but they're saying that they, it's it's not happening in the Senate. So I mean, I just, Texas, get your fucking act together. What are you doing? Well, I, even Trump was saying he's like, "Where's the governor? Where's Abbott at? What's he doing? He's not doing shit." About well, what, I don't know what what can the governor do. Well, he's not saying anything. Like he's not being a yeah, leader either in the situation he's not standing up for his attorney general um you know uh james comey was just recently in the news so if donald trump were re-elected as someone who worked for and alongside the man what is your sense of the potential danger of his being in the white house again if you see it as a danger 
I think he poses a, a near existential threat existential to the rule threat. of law. He will do everything he can. <laughs> I love that word tear down the institutions that he sees as threats and to dismantle them and the people who occupy them, the people who occupy like them. The FBI so there is a lot the on the ballot in 2024 if he's a candidate, but the rule of law, in my view, is at the very top of the list. You do realize, you do realize that he was he's doing these interviews because he's selling a fucking book, right? Bring yep. whole fucking diseased, corrupt temple down on your head. <laughs> That's what Donald's going to do. He's going to bring the whole disease corrupt temple down on their head. The, these people out here that are parroting their Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans are, you know, a big threat uh, to, to, to democracy and, and the rule of law. Uh, MAGA Republicans are a threat to the rule of law and all this shit. They're all, they all have something to sell. They all have a book to sell. They're all selling books. Oh, of course. It's, and, but I, that's also how they launder money is through these book deals. They're like, okay, well, this is how we scratch your back. We're going to, you know, you do a book and we'll, we'll funnel money through there. They do it all of the time. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting uh, that James, James Comey is in the news just making his rounds saying that Donald Trump's an ex- existential threat. Uh, also, his former, uh, what he used to be the head of, the FBI, is now ignoring subpoenas from Congress. I'm very interested to see how that's going to play out. Uh, Katie McFarlane, the former National Security Advisor, uh, she was on the news recently. She was saying how in 2024, expect them to try to rig the election. I think she said she'd expect nothing less. Well, I think one of the big, the biggest uh, rigging strategies. There were these two um, nonprofits out there that are working very hard and playing legal uh, warfare um, to, to in the attempt to have Donald Trump's name removed from ballots in certain states. Yes, oh, and, and that again, it's literally just more off the table. examples of election interference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Along with everything else, again, I say this constantly, you know, they are literally targeting a political opponent that they do not want to have the keys to the castle and sitting in the Oval Office because they are terrified of what this man could do in with four more years. Comey said it right there. Yep. And the. And that is why, again, I want the guy president. Who the government doesn't want to be president. Bingo. And now the narrative, which uh, surrogates of Ron DeSantis have been saying on Twitter, but now he's saying it, he's saying it in interviews, now they're pushing the narrative out, is now you're going to hear the narrative, well, I want to you know, go against the liberal agenda and blah, 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 and all this happy horseshit, but no, not have any clear policies, foreign or domestic, and but use the term, I want to serve two consecutive terms as president because now they want to plant that seed that you should be voting for the younger guy, the future of the party who could actually serve for eight years and not the guy who will win based off the support and polling numbers and everything else. 100. That it only serve four. Uh, no, that's exactly what they're going to push, and it's and, that's, it, and that they are. They started. It's it's really it's really funny that you say that you bring that up because the the last topic that I wanted to close it out on because I know we got to mm-hmm. end show. Um, is uh, you hear the reports coming out of Ron DeSantis contacting Congress and threatening primarying people. 
for uh, endorsing Donald Trump. Yeah, I want to know who's making those calls because now you have you have state you have state legislators, uh, uh, state uh, members of Congress now. One in New Hampshire just flipped from DeSantis to Trump, yep. and you know who's making those phone calls and who's making those threats because also they're going after people in local Florida government, like mm-hmm. intimidating people to donate to the campaign and to support. Well, here's here's Greg Stube. Uh, uh, leaders shouldn't operate that way. You need a team of strong people beside you and alongside of you to accomplish whatever goals it is that you've set out on, on the principles that you have. And that's just not what you see in Governor DeSantis. The decision was easy for me. What was interesting was the timing. All of a sudden, there was this endorsement for Trump and this endorsement for Trump and another congressman for Trump. And suddenly, the DeSantis team started going in panic mode and started contacting members like myself. And I've never heard from any of these people. Like, I'd never heard from his his campaign guy. And suddenly, after five years of being in Congress and him being governor, suddenly you're getting this phone call from a guy. And it's like, oh, now, after five years, you suddenly care about talking to me about anything. And uh, it, it was easy. But what precipitated that was the DeSantis team start pressuring people. Oh, you know, don't, don't go with Trump. Don't endorse Trump when there's no relationship there. And then threatening members of Congress, not me, but there's other members of Congress that were threatened that if they endorse Trump, that DeSantis was going to primary them. That is not how leaders operate. You don't operate by fear. And I say, bring it on. Absolutely. And you're seeing, you're seeing that type of approach uh, being echoed by uh, the Ron DeSantis media industrial complex. Uh, they're, they're, they're not actively out there telling us why Ron DeSantis is the guy. They're just trying to bully us and tell us that we're a cult and <laughs> go after us and attack us and attack 16-year-old kids like GOP Josh. Uh, and they think this is what's going to get us to vote for Ron DeSantis by threatening us and going They're after us. They're not sending their best people, no, that's for not sure. At all. Not, not at all. Uh, but it was a fun Tuesday. We'll be back on Friday, uh, 8.30 Eastern. Actually, I'll be back uh, tomorrow, I believe. We're not back. Next Tuesday, we're not back. No, no show next Tuesday. Maybe I'll get Garrett to fill in, but we'll see. Yeah, it's uh, I have to. Alan, Alan's birthday. Oh yeah, and, and it's not even because of my birthday, because otherwise I'd be here. My daughter is singing with her chorus. She's singing uh, the national anthem at some baseball game. Yeah, that uh, now I'm forced to go to because, you know, it's my daughter singing the national anthem. I thought maybe I was like. So we're going to sing the national anthem and leave, right? Oh, no, we're going to stay for the whole game. So I'll, you're going to completely destroy my fucking birthday. Okay. I wanted a gangbang on the government, but no. No. The thing watch, watch baseball. Uh, well, I'm just I'm going to find we'll, people. We'll see. Maybe we'll take the night off. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but we will be back on Friday. Uh, same bad time, same bad channel. Shout out to our sponsors, My Page Cigars, Kush Creams, and Sirius CBD. Uh, Alan, get fucked. GOP, GOP Josh is the man. Go give him a follow at GOP Josh 20 and check out his show, the, uh, the Conservative Crusader on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, until next time, guys, where we go one, we go all. See ya. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment 
and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, lie, lie. And then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever's necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement, 
so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company, and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family, instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much, and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement, and we will take back this country for you, and we will make America great again.